Hey everyone, welcome to the Threadcast. Ryan Smith here. Hope that you have had a good day, or maybe you're starting your day off. Uh, it's the beginning of the week. I don't know if you're going to get this Sunday, Monday, whatever it might be for you. Maybe later on in the week. Um, yeah, so um, here we go. We are in the midst of a, a series going on right now from the inside out, emotions in the Psalms. Diving into different psalms or different emotions that we find in the psalms and just kind of reinforcing the idea that the emotions we have were God-given. Um, they're not bad. They're not evil. Um, now, they can cause some crazy stuff in our worlds, right? Um, but uh, the idea that we embrace that we were made these with these things. And so um, we look at it different ones. And today we're talking about contentment. Um, the idea that, uh, you know, asking ourselves, how can we be at peace with our lives, ourselves, and our God? Uh, Psalm 62 is where we find ourselves, and it offers ways to find inner rest despite our outer circumstances. And we find the secret of contentment is looking to God rather than your circumstances to give you fulfillment and peace. Now, we've talked about this, right? This is, uh, this is one of those easy things to talk about, but to live it is a whole new world. And so I acknowledge that as we go into this. So the concept of serenity or contentment is something we all long for, but not something we find easily because we are restless people. We have an inner longing that makes us constantly feel discontent. We also live in a culture that purposefully creates discontent, right? Everything is always about how can you become better or what you need this so that you'll look better, feel better, eat better, whatever it might be, right? So what is contentment? Um, we're going to use it. It's, it's a condition in which our soul is at rest regardless of our circumstances. So a soul at rest implies that our soul isn't striving for something it doesn't have. Contentment is a type of peace that persists through both pleasant and difficult situations. So what do you imagine it would take to make you content? Just kind of a beginning question there. What what do you think it would take to make you content? Is there something that you need to get? Something you need to let go of? Um, what would that mean for you? And then the other question I wanted you to wrestle with is, how can we have contentment when everything is chaotic or going wrong? Right? How does that? How do those things exist? And so we're going to look at that um, in um, Psalm 62. But uh, the first point we're going to talk about today is that we will find contentment by looking to God instead of to our circumstances. I feel like this point is like one of those, you know, when you're in Bible class at church or whatever, someone asks a question, all you have to do is say Jesus, right? And and you're going to get it right. And this one is one of those no does, right? You find contentment by looking to God instead of our circumstances, right? That's that's not rocket science. It's not anything that's just earth-shatteringly new. But it's truth. So let's start off um, in, in Psalm 62, verses 1 through 4. It says, Truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. How long will you assault me? Would all of you throw me down this, le- this leaning wall, this tottering fence? Uh, 
Surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place. They take delight in lies. With their mouths they bless, but in their hearts they curse. So first off, um, the first thing I want to talk about is is um, up in verse 1. It talks about, truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from Him. And then it says, truly He is my rock and my salvation. And when we hear the word salvation, we hear it with our modern eyes and ears and we think of like this idea of being saved, right? In the, the sense of eternity, of, of going to heaven. And I want you to recognize that that concept of salvation is is it's fairly new in the sense that it wasn't um, part of the the early Old Testament thought process. That when they were thinking about salvation, it wasn't an eternal concept. It was more of a an, an earthly concept. And so I want you to keep that in mind as well. But also, this word rest, okay? The Hebrew word for rest here means silence or stillness. David finds his soul, his soulful rest in God alone because his circumstances are unreliable. God is immovable as a rock and as protecting as a fortress. So David is confident that he won't be shaken. David finds that his circumstances are not to be trusted to provide contentment. So instead, he looks to the God who made him. God is the only source of true contentment. In him alone, we will find rest for our souls. Now, a gentleman named Augustine lived in the 5th century after Jesus. He lived a promiscuous life, chasing sexual pleasures and all the affluence had to offer. Um, He fathered a child outside of marriage. He even joined a cult. But he found himself empty, as the story goes, with with a restless soul. So he started attending a church led by a famous pastor named Ambrose. Augustine attended as a seeker primarily because he was fascinated by what Ambrose had to say. But eventually Augustine found faith in Jesus Christ. And he would later write in his journal, and we've read a lot of what he's written, but one of the things he writes in one of his journals is, Our hearts are restless until they find rest in you, O Lord. Only in God will our souls find true rest. So from these, from verse 2, I want to ask you, how is God like a rock in a fortress? You know, those, those are words, they're, they're metaphors, right? But they, they kind of lose um, emphasis in, in modern translation for us. But for you, what does it mean for God to be your rock and to be a fortress? Point two I want us to look at. Um, well, before we do that, let's do this. Um, sometimes it's easy to see. You know, we talked about how contentment's one of those th- hard things to grasp. So I've got to exercise here. Sometimes it's easier to see where other people should find contentment instead of ourselves. And so let's do this. We kind of got a little mock mock thing here where I'm going to ask you to um, how would you advise the following people on how to, they can find contentment from God in spite of their circumstances. And so 
Sometimes it's easier to think of other people's circumstances than, than our own. So let's start with this. So Julius grew up poor and had always wanted to prove to the world that he, that he is not that little boy from the ghetto. He's trying to climb the corporate ladder at breakneck speed. What would you say to him? Alyssa just learned her mother has cancer. What would you say to her? William would like to go on the mission field, but he can't get his support raised. What would you say to him? Katie was overlooked for a job promotion, and Frank's girlfriend just broke up with him. So just some exercises maybe to think about what you would say to other people, and that sometimes helps um, when we can't see it in our own lives, right? So moving on to, to point number two. We will find contentment by choosing to trust in God, okay? So let's, let's look at, uh, keep moving through 62 verses 5 through 8. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him, for God is our refuge. So though David says he finds rest only in God in verse 1, if you look back up in, in verse 5 here, he says, yes, my soul, find rest in God, right? So um, he commands himself to find rest in God. Um, one moment we can be where we need to be, but then the next moment we're struggling again, right? That sounds makes sense you know in in mark chapter 9 there's a story where jesus is talking to this dad and his son is um oh what's it called he's um he's got an evil spirit inside of him right he's possessed that's the word i'm looking for possessed um so it says like around like in verse 21 22 it says from child you know he's been possessed from child childhood and um, you know, is often throwing him into the fire or water to try to kill him. Um, and he says, man, Jesus, if you can do anything, please help me out. And and Jesus says, if you can, um, he says, everything is possible for one who believes. Then here's what the dad says. And I know you've heard this before. The father explained, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief, right? That idea that, that we... We know, we, we know, we trust, we trust, we trust, we trust in God. We, 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 we find rest in God, but then we have to command ourselves, find rest in God. Um, the Hebrew word for trust means to rely on God as a baby relies on its mother. So we must move from looking to God to placing our trust in Him. And trusting God means establishing a relationship with Him through Jesus. Um, have you ever commanded yourself to rest in God? <laughs> Did it work? Uh, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, right? What kind of things do you have trouble trusting to God, right? Because I think that's another part. There's some things that we're really good at trusting with God, and there's others like, mm, I can take care of this one, God. Sometimes we think it's too big, sometimes we think it's too small. But, uh, but it's this concept that everything relies on God. Teaching point three to look at here is this. We will find contentment by pursuing a life 
of integrity. This one has been hard for me. This one's hard to wrestle with. Um, let's look at this. Let's look at uh, verse 9 and 10 here. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Wait, I'm in the wrong. I didn't go to 9 yet. Here we go. I don't have it in here. What happened? I'm going to have to read it to you. You're going to have to just go look it up. But here's what it says. Surely the lowborn are but a breath. The highborn are but a lie. If weighed on a balance, they are nothing together. They are only a breath. Do not trust an extortion or put vain hope in stolen goods. Though your riches increase, do not set your heart on them. So David notes that whether we're rich or poor, we are all essentially the same. Each of our lives ultimately amounts to nothing. So we shouldn't put stock in our circumstances or wealth because then we're not trusting God. Rather than focus on wealth, we should live lives of integrity. Integrity is a consistency between what we say and what we do. And this one, I'll be honest, this is one I struggle with because there's so many things I say and I want to do them. But for some reason, it just becomes so hard at times to do them on a continual basis, right? But it's this idea is that contentment is found with a life of integrity where we do what we say and we say what we do, right? I mean, all those things, we, you know, that, that whole idea of living um, a life that is true, and sometimes where we think, oh, if I just had more money, then I would start to, you know, I wouldn't have to, you know, no, it's, it's as David points out, doesn't matter you're rich or poor, you're all the same. So it's not about your circumstance, it's about something else. So point number four, last one to wrestle with, is that we will find contentment by understanding God's character. And so David closes out this psalm. Um, closes out the psalm. I don't have this one last one either. Man, I, I really fell down on the job tonight <laughs> with putting these verses in. But uh, in, in Psalm 62, 11 to 12, it says this. One thing God has spoken, two things I have heard. Power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord is unfailing love, and you reward everyone according to what they have done. So David closes this out with his understanding of God. He said he focuses on God's strength, his unlimited power, right? That's that idea of being a fortress, being a rock. But he also calls attention to God's love, his loyal faithfulness to his promises. I think it takes an understanding of both God's power and God's love to get a picture of what he's truly like. Otherwise, God becomes either a tyrant or Santa Claus. And so I believe the more you understand God and these, this dynamic of power and love, the more content we can become. So do you lean more toward thinking of God as a tyrant or as a Santa Claus? Um, and how can you become more balanced in your view of God? What does that look like for you?
And then the, he closes with that interesting statement of, uh, you reward everyone according to what they have done. Um, that's, that's an interesting concept to wrestle with. I think it's one we've kind of misconstrued at times. But how does knowing that God will ultimately reward us, even if that means in help in heaven, help us to be content with our circumstances right now? Right, the idea that... Um, Maybe you took out the word reward, and and if you put in uh, the concept of vindicate, uh, maybe um, that that he'll vindicate those that need it. Uh, this idea—it's not that I'm earning my reward, right? But it's this idea that, that he is going to take care of what needs to be taken care of. But it's also in that we trust that it might not be in our time frame, right? So. To kind of close out, the contented life doesn't come from having just the right circumstances. Contentment comes from looking to God as our one source of serenity. So we must move from looking to God to actually trusting Him with our lives. And we must move from a life of integrity to a life of understanding. So, what makes you most discontent right now? I want to encourage you to, to wrestle with that statement and to confess it to God right now, to, to talk it over with Him, right? I don't think that when you do that, it's going to magically disappear. But I think there's this idea that when you put the words out there, it's a way to begin the process of trusting and relying on God in that, right? So, those are some thoughts to think about today for this week, this idea of contentment. I'd love to hear your thoughts if you want to add, take away. Um, we had some great thoughts um, in our gathering from from Hannah and Connie um, on that as well. And so we'll try to put those up on Facebook um, this week as well so you can read. So if you didn't get to hear them, you can hear them or you can uh, re-listen to them. So, There you have it. Hope you have a great, great week, Um, and uh, may you find a little more contentment in your life. Grace and peace to you.